Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Red Sox Precap Podcast, where we review the previous series and take a look at what's ahead. My name is Bob Osgood, filling in for Keaton DeRocher this week, and I'm joined by Shelly Verstrade. Shelly, uh, you worried yet? Um, yes. Yes, very worried. Um, I mean, coming off of a sweep, uh, you know, the, the, the Rays the the sweep, and then losing just... just absolutely being horrible against the Tigers. Um, Yep. Not great. I don't feel great, Bob. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yep, not great, Bob. There it is. Good application <laughs> there. Sox have lost six out of seven, seven out of nine. Let's get into it. We'll talk about the standings a little bit later. We'll start with the Tigers. Uh, game one, Garrett Richards against Willie Peralta. 4-2 loss. Another poor outing from Garrett Richards. Went four innings, gave up three runs, five hits, walked two, five strikeouts. And the story in this one, 
very frustrating was just the lack of offense and the number of guys left on base, especially late in the game, Shelley. Yeah, yeah, I just, I mean, I mean, I, I've talked with this with Keaton on the reg, on the regular, um, just whenever Garrett Richards comes out, um, it's just not great. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess he only gave up five hits, but he gave up three earned runs, but then he only went four innings, which just really taxed our bullpen. It's just... It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Uh, I just... It just really stinks. But honestly, the the story of this game, I do think, is the offense. Like, how could we not get to Willie Peralta? Seriously? (laughs) And then there was uh, Michael Fulmer was in in the seventh inning. And I want to say they had a guy on second with nobody out. And they had the heart of the order up. They had Devers, Bogarts, Martinez, who all struck out with a, a player in scoring position down by a run in the seventh inning. And you just had a feeling when they couldn't get that run in, you know, get the guy over, sack fly, whatever it is. Um, no, nobody put the ball in play and just didn't have a feeling about good feeling about the game at that point, um, you know, against veteran Michael Fulmer. Following up Richards, uh, Samura, uh, Robles, Rios, and Austin Davis all – um, picked up, well, they combined to pick up eight Ks, only walking one, giving up three hits uh, in the last four innings. They each threw an inning apiece. Um, Jaron Duran led off in game one, two hits, uh, going two for five, also had a stolen base in a pretty big spot. I think that was what got uh, them to second base with nobody out was, uh, was Duran's steal. He might have stole with, with two outs, but... Still, either way, that was a big spot in the game, and Durant a mini highlight. Martinez had two hits, including an RBI. Uh, Renfro had a home run. Vasquez, two hits. So they had plenty of hits. They had nine hits in the game, but really just couldn't get those guys in. Moving ahead to game two, um, Eduardo Rodriguez against Casey Mize. Red Sox won this game 4-1, to one, and really Eduardo Rodriguez was the story. Went five innings, kind of got that pitch count up, but he struck out 10, which was a big reason for the higher pitch count as well as the four walks. He only gave up two hits, and this is the version that we have been hoping to see here, Shelley. Yeah, this was a, a really, really um, good outing um, for Rodriguez. Yeah, I, again, like he only went five innings, um, and, but he struck out 10. Um Sadly, walked for like he was really. I, I when I was watching, like he was really just trying to like pepper the corners, right? Yeah. Which it's like you just kind of maybe want that a little bit more into the box so he doesn't have to walk for. But I could see what he was doing, and I really liked it. He was really using like the high four seam fastball to get those strikeouts. I, I was I was totally into it. It was like really good. Um, is he still has a, like a little bit more work to do because I would love for him to go more than five innings. 
Um, but again, I cannot complain with him striking out 10 in five yeah. innings. Um, it was it was great to see. Yeah, and you look at the 5.33 ERA, and it almost feels like he has not had a great stretch, but if you take out one bad outing that he's had out of his last seven starts, and I totally throw out the one-inning game where he had the migraine, yeah. he's had three quality starts and then two other games that he didn't give up a run and pitched five or five and two-thirds innings. So he's had five really good starts out of the last seven, um, and all of the peripherals, you know, the expected ERA is 3.61, his XFIP is 3.29. I mean, they're two full runs away from what his ERA is. And part of that is on the balls in play, opponents have a 367 average. I mean, that's not even close to what his career number is, which is 308. So I think he's gotten unlucky, and I'm sure you guys have talked about that a little bit, but I mean, he is the key to the staff, as I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more. The other two who threw in this series just have not been holding up their end of the bargain with the staff and with Sale coming back and Evaldi ahead of him, Erod really, I think he is starting to step up to be that number three pitcher and hopefully things fall into place behind that. But this was a great step in the right direction um, in the 4-1 win on Wednesday night. Um, from an offensive perspective, Enrique Hernandez, Jaron Duran, and J.D. Martinez all hit home runs off of Mize. Uh, you know, most of those going the other way. Duran hitting an absolute rocket to left. Good to see. And those were really made the game comfortable to get that to 4-0. Uh, Sawamura and Taylor, Ottavino and Barnes all came in behind Rodriguez. You know, unfortunately, none of the starters in this series went more than five innings and the bullpen's getting taxed a little bit here among other problems these guys are all throwing taylor's throwing a ton on vino barnes uh Sawamura through a couple of games in the series so it's just you know you, you want to see a little uh less usage here from these relief pitchers and the the stars are making that pretty tough as we also saw in game three moving on to game three uh 8-1 loss on Thursday afternoon in a day game. Uh, you know, if you didn't know they were playing in the afternoon, they were getting blown out early, and maybe you didn't see any of this game. But Martin Perez, you was out in the second inning. Uh, Cora was not messing around. Obviously knew that it was a big game. Um, had only given up a couple of runs and went to Phillips Valdez at that point. Uh, what did you think of the performance from Perez and Valdez trying to trying to save the game and give them as much length out of the bullpen as he could. Yeah, yeah. I was I was like really excited to see that today's game was a day game. So I'm like, oh, I will just pull up the game um, while I'm working in the office and just, you know, just kind of enjoy things. Um, but yeah, I, I, I quickly turned the game off. Um, Perez, it just, <laughs> it just really wasn't great. Perez didn't have, like, anything going on. Like, again, like, he didn't make it out of the second inning. Um, and at that point, dealing with work craziness and my, you know, baseball craziness, I'm like, I just need to turn this off. Yeah. Um, but just, just seeing that, you know, um, Phil Thaddez, um, he comes in again and just he really gets Perez out of that inning because it could have been a much worse stat line for Perez because he left so many so many batters on the bases and yep. you know Valdez just 
totally came in and shut it down. And then he just comes in and just does his thing. And he is he has been like really good, um, you know, since coming back up from Triple A. He's you know he's changed his pitch mix. He's gone a little bit more with the fastball over the changeup. He's he's really done some things, and I really like what he's done. But kudos to him. Um, yeah, Martin went two and two thirds innings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Martin Perez owes him like a steak dinner or something. <laughs> <laughs> Valdez kind of filling the. It reminds me of uh, Alfredo Aceves back in the 2011 yeah, and 2012 yeah. seasons. Just that someone to bail you out type of role, and he he's getting put into some tough situations. It was the same thing in the New York series with yep. uh, when Erod went out and he came in with runners on base and shut it down, and you know he got through close to three innings in 38 pitches. So. That was huge. Kept them in the game, but they couldn't really do anything with it. Um, Hansel Robles came in, gave up three runs in an inning, just rockets all over the field. Uh, Austin Davis gave up uh, two runs, one earned, but on five hits in an inning and two-thirds. And then Yaxel Rios finished it off. Uh, Tariq Skubal threw five shutout innings to get the win for Detroit. Uh, Grossman had a home run there. They ended up winning the game 8-1, to one, piled on a couple runs late in the game. On the offensive side, two hits apiece for the Red Sox for Raphael Devers, uh, Kevin Plowecki, and Alex Verdugo. So they did have nine hits and three walks. They had 12 base runners, but again, only one run. Not like it really would have mattered, but if they could have kept it at 3 nothing, um, would have been interesting if they could have gotten some of those runners in. J.D. Martinez 0-5, for 5, left 4 on base. Bobby Dahlbeck 1-4, for 4, left 5 on base. So... Uh, another another tough one. They lose two out of three. Do I dare ask you who the MVP of the series was? <laughs> um, honestly, I really don't want to give it to anyone. Um, but I will. I will. You know, just give it to Phillips, uh, Phillips Valdez, uh, just yeah. because of just everything that he has done, especially since he's come up. Um, he's been great. So, give it to him. Very nice. I am going to go with Eduardo Rodriguez, and I'll reiterate, over the last seven starts, you can call it eight with the one-inning performance, he's got a 3.79 ERA, and I really do think that he's trending in the right direction. Ten strikeouts, two hits, and five innings, but like you said, let's get the pitch count down a little bit. Let's try to get through six innings. I hope he can get back to that in some of his upcoming starts. So we're going to take a quick break and then be back to preview the series against the Blue Jays. All right, so looking ahead, Red Sox are going to be heading to Toronto for the first time in two years after we've been heading to Florida and Buffalo and anywhere in between. But the standings in the AL East are all of a sudden looking a bit more condensed Red Sox are coming into this series at 64 and 46, but the Yankees are 58 and 49, only three games behind in the loss column, and then Toronto is 56 and 49, also three games behind in the loss column. Shelly, what if I told you that a four-game Toronto sweep would mean that they were ahead of the Red Sox in the standings after this series? In the uh, loss column, I should say. <laughs> yeah, um... Uh, uh you basically wouldn't be talking to me anymore. I would just like log off of everything. I'm just like, I just want to just walk away. Um, It's really scary that we were like really so far ahead and just how everything has just like collapsed recently. 
with, you know, the training deadline. We didn't get a start. It's just all the stuff there and just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's been rough. And just to clarify, I did mean in the loss column. I didn't mean games yep. back, but yep. um, the Yankees are heading to, to Baltimore for a series this weekend, and Boston's heading to Toronto. So, you know, Baltimore's 38-69. and 69, So the Yankees, if they take care of business, and, you know, even if Toronto wins three out of four in what should be a, a raucous Rogers setter in a four-game series, not to hit the panic button yet, but I don't think I need to tell you this is a huge four-game series to try to... Uh, right the ship here on Friday. It's going to be Nate Evaldi against Alec Manoa. And what do you think? Can Evaldi bounce back after the poor outing against the Rays to set the tone here on Friday night? I mean, I, I, I really hope so. I mean, I, I really do believe in Evaldi. So I do think that he's going to just kind of really buckle down and just go after these Blue Jays. But this Blue Jays offense is just like super crazy good. And I'm yeah. super scared of them. So... He has a tall task, um, but I still trust Eddie Evaldi that he can at least, you know, keep it close, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and I think I think he will step up. I, you know, he's yeah. one of those guys that has been kind of a, a slump buster this year and in previous years and in big moments has pitched well for them. So I think he's at least going to give some link to the rotation. be interesting to see if they make any moves for an extra arm. I mean, I sure hope that Valdez is staying up. I don't want to see him get sent down after the way that he's been pitching, but uh, definitely need to give the bullpen a break in this one. So, uh, But Manoa's been great. He's been pitching really well, was on the, the IL briefly for uh, about 10 days. I think just missed one start. So pitched really well last week in his return. Doubleheader on Saturday. You get to call up the 27th man, so I think that is going to be Tanner Houck's return, and then I would imagine that he stays with the team after that. Um, you know, the in the two games, one of them is likely to be Nick Pavetta against Robbie Ray, and the other one, Tanner Houck against Jose Barrios. Not sure which order of those two games is going to be. Uh, reminds me of the last doubleheader, where uh, Robbie Ray pitched a day game and almost went seven innings at Fenway in in a recent doubleheader against the Red Sox. So in Pavetta's last outing, he had six strikeouts, four and two-thirds, um, giving up three runs against the Rays. And then Hauk making his return, who I wish just didn't get sent down in the first place because we could have used an arm like that over the past week. Uh, Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. Um, And these matchups, like, they're not easy. Um, the last time that we faced the Blue Jays, we did have to face Jose Barrios, and now we have to. Um, and Robbie yep. Ray has been, ex- like, really, really good this season. Um, there's plenty of strikeout stuff there, and he's really not giving up the walks and stuff like that. And now that we have to face, like, just a super steady guy like Jose Barrios, yeah, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be, it might be a rough Saturday. Um, I'm hoping that Pavetta and Hout can like really step up their game um, and our bullpen as well to, to combat both of those pitchers. Yeah, the series is gonna be this, this series is gonna be pretty rough, I think. Yeah, and uh, important thing is to just keep the ball in the ballpark. We should talk about the hitters at Toronto a little bit. I mean, George Springer, there might be no hotter hitter in the league right now, uh, has been on the IL most of the season. He's only played 38 games, and he already has 13 home runs, uh, homering most every night over the last week 
Vladimir Guerrero is up to 34. Marcus Semien is up to 25 home runs. Um, Bo Bichette has 19. Teoscar Hernandez has 17. Randall Grichik has 19. Gurriel has 11. That's seven players that have uh, double-digit home runs, and some of which have not been healthy for a lot of the season. So just a, a murderer's row there with Toronto with how hot they have been. And that leads into our pitcher on Sunday, tentatively Garrett Richards going against Hunjin Ryu. Um, do you think that Garrett Richards makes the start on Sunday, or does it depend on how the series is unfolding, or what kind of a mood Alex Cora is in tonight after losing 7 of 9? <laughs> Uh, yeah, all of that, to be honest. Um, I, sadly, I do think that he's going to make this, this start, because I don't know if Sale or Connell Seabold would be ready to kind of, like, fill in for Richards. Yeah, do I don't, want... They don't line up. <laughs> exactly, like, I was looking up, like, I was, like, prepping for this thing, I'm like, hey, this, uh, this podcast, I'm like, yeah, they don't really line up, so I really think that he is going to make this start which doesn't give me warm, fuzzy feelings. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I this might be Richard's last start. Like, I, I, just, I just don't know what he can show at this outing against a red-hot Blue Jays um, offense that yeah. would make me want him to stick. Like, yeah. Yeah, and to kind of elaborate on what you were saying, Connor Siebold looked excellent, but he pitched on Wednesday night at Worcester, um, striking out 10, going deep into that game. Chris Sale's making his final rehab start on Saturday with Worcester. Um, so, and then Hauk is going to be up for the doubleheader on Saturday with the, the big league squad. Be interesting to see. I almost feel like there's a, a hockey line change that's about to happen with the start uh, starting pitching staff between Perez and Richards and... Um, you know, if Sale and Hauk replace those spots and or Connor Seabold kind of waiting in the wings and maybe a September 1st call up if they don't need him earlier than that, if he has another great start or two, you would think that they just need that arm up here in general. Uh, I can't really see if they do take Richards and Perez out of the rotation that they're just going to put each of them in the bullpen. Maybe they put one of them there and release the other one, but I don't know. It's getting to that point, you know, it's... August 5th, and as I said, there's two teams behind them in the loss column that are dangerously close, and I'm hoping that on Monday there's a little bit more distance in between those teams. And don't forget about the Rays, a uh, game and a half ahead, two in the loss column ahead of Boston. So things are getting tight quickly. But anything else? Do you have any predictions for the series or an MVP or anything that you wanted to add? Um... No, not really. Um, just, I, just saying a I, prayer. Just, it, it, exactly, saying a prayer. Like the offense, I've really been disappointed. Just they just can't really get things going. So I'm hoping that they can get things going. Yeah. Um, so if I were to go like MVP of the series, um, I'm gonna go with Iovaldi. Like he's gonna bounce back against you know, come back, and just like look really good. Um, yeah, but outside of that, I I really don't know. Yep, and they do have a fresh Garrett Whitlock, who I don't think threw in the last series. So my hope is that Ivaldi can go six pitch into the seventh, go to Whitlock and Barnes on Friday night and set the tone. I'll say that there's going to be a split. 
and I'll say that, you know, Garrett Whitlock pitches great on Friday and Sunday and a little sleeper MVP there, but sure hope that the offense wakes up going into this series. So, all right, that's all we have today. Um, if you are subscribing to this podcast, please give us a five-star review at Over the Monster. We have a few other shows. Shelly and I host the On Deck podcast every week. Uh, Keaton and Jake host the Red Seat, and Brian and Matt host the Over the Monster podcast. So thanks for listening. Hopefully we have a shinier, uh, sunnier tone on Monday, and uh, we'll talk to you then.